Welcome to the season finale of The Round Circle, season two, episode 30, with your host, the fifth general, Zach Kears and Cinema Escapes. What's going on, y'all? It was good. What's good? Was good. Good to be here. Good to be here, man. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to uh, try to end this show with a bang, talk about some important uh, topics. Uh, we're going to, uh, our main topics, we're going to get into um, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend, um, Kenneth, uh, what's his name? Kenneth Walker, and in uh, his firsthand account uh, of what happened that night when Brianna Taylor was killed by police. Um, and then we're going to unpack and really get to the root of what's going on with the Ice Cube situation and his uh, contract yeah. with Black America and him being accused of being a Trump supporter when he's not. He made it clear. Uh, so we're going to get into that. Um, let's get into uh, just some quick news. So I just so happened to stumble across this today. Um, you know, they were uh, doing some digging somewhere in Tulsa, man. Some like great cemetery, or whatever, or whatever the heck they was doing. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll let the video, uh, well, the audio of the video speak for itself. How they uh, found some remains uh, from the 1921 Tulsa race riot, uh, Black Wall Street. Uh, so we're going to get into this real quick and then we'll just give our opinion. Happening today in just a few hours, crews will once again search Oaklawn Cemetery for 1921 Tulsa race massacre victims. We told you back in July they searched the cemetery but did not find any human remains. Fox 23's Amanda Gilbert is live at Oaklawn with what will be different this time. Ron, what's different is they're going to search two areas of the cemetery behind me, and there'll be two different locations from where they looked back in July. So starting at 7.30 this morning, they will be doing core samplings and test excavations at Oaklawn for about a week, and the cemetery will be closed to the public during this. Scott Ellsworth, a historian of the Tulsa Race Massacre, says the hope is to find human remains before June of next year, which marks 100 years since the massacre. Family members have wondered for nearly a century, you know, what happened to their loved ones. Their loved ones were, they were all homicide victims. Uh, uh, their family were being held under armed guard uh, illegally at these internment centers. Uh, and they were never told what happened to their father or brother or husband or uncle. And Ellsworth says if they are fortunate enough to find human remains, forensic scientists could use DNA sampling to possibly identify victims and give them a proper burial. Live in downtown Tulsa, covering news that matters, I'm Amanda Gilbert, Fox 23 News. Okay, so here's, here's the thing. So that, that video was played. Um, so, but here's what happens because this is what the article is saying that they crews say they found human remains during uh, the search for okay sorry about that <laughs> that's what happens when you playing off a website and you know something just automatically just plays on you like that but anyway um so here's the thing let me go ahead I might have to get off of this thing because I'm getting distracted. Okay. So, anyway, 
So yeah. Now let me let me let me now read more to that because that's what the video said. Let's read more into that. So. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, man. So the sip. So so like like they said in the video. Um. As far as with you know what's going on with what they trying to do. And um, I would say like this. Let me get let me get back on on hundred percent. I I say like this, um, and you're gonna agree with me, uh, because I'm gonna hand this to you, Zacchaeus. Next, there's uh, reparations uh, that need to be uh, definitely handed down. I would say specifically uh, to the families. Now, I did uh, research that after uh, the Tulsa race riot, that there was some form of money. Uh, that was offered. Uh, one story says that some of the f- uh, people didn't take it or whatever. Some said they did uh, to rebuild Black Wall Street. Um, it's definitely not what you see today. It, it should be, but you don't see that today. And I would say that there are a lot of stories about many different Black Wall Streets uh, throughout the nation where race riots have happened or they've built highways through uh you know, to kind of tear down a neighborhood and pull eminent domain and zoning and stuff like that. That is something that, you know, happens a lot. You know, they say it's a class thing, um, but if it's a class thing, then how come you're not doing that uh, where uh, poor whites live and trailer parks? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because mm. if, if it wasn't a race thing, then you would be uh, doing something with that. I've seen some of the most decrepit areas where poor whites live and they don't gentrify that like they do in neighborhoods where black people live. You know what I'm saying? Mm, so mm. I, I'll never believe it's just a class thing with, um, with gentrification. Uh, so Zach is you, uh, you have something to say about this? Yeah. Um, for those who don't know this, this history of, um, black wall street, mm-hmm. especially particularly with the Tulsa riots, mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know the um, the depth of the story of how it all started. Now, <clears throat> now as you can know, Tulsa was a that Greenwood was the area where um, mm-hmm. where, where the blacks, prominent blacks, that had their own business. They came from the south and they were running their own business. Prominent teachers, prominent um, school teachers, prominent lawyers in the town prominent doctors that came to Tulsa. But that but particular day where a young man, young black male, maybe about a teenager, about, about say, eight, 17, 18 years old. I'm, I, must, I, must, I forgot his name. 18, 17 years old, and he was on the elevator, with the, and the elevator was a little packed. The white girl, the, the elevator jolted. And as it jolted, the white girl, I think, um, brushed into him as he stood there on the elevator. And as he stood on the elevator, now, as he brushed the, brushed the young lady, white Caucasian girl, now all of a sudden now, it was a cry for rape. And that's the beginning of the burnt pains of the Greenwood massacre. Because, you see, the thing is, is that they wanted him, they wanted that black boy lynched. But of course, of, we, of course, because we were prominent in our neighborhoods, 
in Greenwood, we wanted to fight. We wouldn't, we wouldn't allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. So white mo- the white mobs bared arms and went into Greenwood to burn it down. Now, you would think when you look when you look at this story that that you would think you're in World War II when you look at it mm-hmm. from the outside and you look at it and you look at these footage and documentaries, you would think that you will you're looking at a World War II footage. Mm-hmm. No. They're dropping bombs. They're literally dropping bombs on black people in a small neighborhood, small town. They literally meant to, they, I mean, they lynched, shot, killed. Yeah, well, man, we, we fought, but the, the amount of white men that came, it was massacred because we were outnumbered and they shot and killed prominent everyone that every black person in sight that they could see to make their point they burned it down now they had some survivors they're not living today i think maybe i think they had maybe one young survivor one survivor that but she's but she's a she's very old she she was a little at the time she was a little girl but they showed her they 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 interviewed her and she's seen how much they had to run and panic just to get they had maybe one, very little survivors, but it goes to tell you that the, the, that going back to what they found today is a pain. Mm-hmm. Tulsa is still always be remembered for the massacre. Yeah, that this is 2020, yeah. and they still remember, and they still digging up remains. Yes, our people deserve reparation for that. Right. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, it was a lot that was taken. People still remember. It's black folks in that town that still had great grandparents that went lived through that. That had parents that lived through that. They're in their sixties now, but they had parents that lived through that. And there was no reparation. No, all it was is just time as time went by. It's like it's a and you seem to brush it under the rug as time went by, and it seems to be just. Okay, it, that that happened 100 years ago, but you still the remains speak for itself. Yeah, you know. So that's yeah. what I gotta say about that. You know. Yeah, cinema. We kind of gotta wait to see if they find something. Right. If they do find something, are they really gonna tell us what they find, or are they gonna cover it up? It's <laughs> well, not. You know. <laughs> well, well, probably not. You know, like like the you know, video, just like cutting to the chase. <laughs> exactly, not for real. Because the video was talking about hoping to find something, but then the article said that they found something. So I mean, it must be what you call an updated article, but just with an old video report. Uh, but there's no. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is according to Fox 23 News. It's a local Fox 23 station in Tulsa. That's what that from. But I, I would say uh, it probably has a lot to do with an updated article where the video was done, but then they updated the article. Sometimes that happens because you get new news and new results, so you have to update whatever. Yeah, that um, happens with news. Right. It, exactly. <laughs> so at first you're like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. You don't so, know what to expect. But the whole thing is mm-hmm. if, if something good comes out of, you know. Yeah. If mm. something good comes out of it or, you know. And some closure for family lines, because you know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. like it's like when they upheaved 
the elected black officials in North Carolina, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of chaos and a lot of families just never got closure because they don't know where the bodies of their family members are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's still painful to this day, all those, this time, you know. Yeah. These are the things they try to hide and act like this place was great, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Nah, that's that's real. But, but I find that very interesting that at this time this is coming up. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are coming up this year. Um, this has been a year of exposure too. Mm. I know. Yeah. You, I know you've been noticing that a lot of yeah. things that have been in the dark coming to the light this year. Exactly. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This has been the year of reveal. So. <laughs> I've been noticing that all through the year, since the year started. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so I, I, you know, it's 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 a lot to unpack with that going forward. We're going to see what happens. I just want to know what their actual plan is. Because a lot of times, you know, exactly. if, if they're digging, it's because they want to build something on top of something. You know what I mean? I mean, that's usually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, what, yes. What? Mm-hmm. Now, go ahead, Sinema. You about to say something. No, I say, what's the end game? Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you know what? I'm thinking what you're thinking. Yeah. And we may never know. Mm-hmm. Now, now I think people. Uh, let me tell something for people who didn't know. Um, there used to be uh like oil fields, um, or um, off off site of Tulsa for Black Wall Street too. Um. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we have to remember during mm. uh, Black Wall Street success. You know, there were black people who were very wealthy around that. There were wealthy black people because there were certain uh, resources and items and materials. And that land, uh, that part of Tulsa was designated by the government, <clears throat> excuse me, because the government saw no use in that spot. It was like, man, y'all go over there because we're talking about segregation now. Mm-hmm. So by law, they was like, man, y'all take all that, man. Y'all, y'all take this little small pocket over here. And black people right. made so much of that land because for that one particular time, in that one particular moment, white people left black people alone. And look how good they was doing. What does that tell you? Then the Great yeah. Depression hit. White people, well, you know, let me just keep it real. You know what happened when the stock markets crashed? There were white people jumping off of buildings. This is not, yeah. this is no racist stuff. That's what yeah. happened, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There were black banks in Black Wall Street, and white people during segregation. Let's remember, it was it was it was uh, uh, told that they were going to some of these black lenders to get money because their banks and everything wasn't prospering at that time. You know, mm-hmm. the, you know those same banks that profited off of the slave trade. Yeah, <laughs> how about mm-hmm. that? <laughs> those same banks. That that uh that use slaves uh as collateral in the past to build a business. Yeah, those same banks, they weren't doing well. As they shouldn't, if you're gonna benefit off of that. So they were going to black people. That's another thing that they didn't like. So then they started paying attention to black people on Black Wall Street. Uh, cause they was right. like, Hold on, how were they successful? They saw you know, they had like a air they had their own like little airport kind of thing. They had their own uh, transportation service, uh, bus, mm-hmm. uh, trolley, 
all of mm-hmm. that. Successful oil. And those lands, although they're not owned by black people, uh, not the oil part, but there are still parts of um, the area around Tulsa where black people still own uh, some acres. Uh, but those oil fields, the oil mines and, and those those things like that, um, those don't, you know, they don't, those are not there anymore. But that was something that did exist at the time of Black Wall Street. You know what I'm saying? So there's a documentary um, that I think was on PBS about uh, Black Wall Street era and stuff like that. I want oh, some, yes. I, I need yeah. people to Google that. Uh, well, just YouTube it, YouTube it. Uh, go on it's Facebook. on YouTube, yeah. Yeah. So it just goes and show you how important uh, um, Black Wall Street is for it to be October, mm-hmm. tw- well, for it to be the year 2020, and we're seeing an article about remains and stuff like that. So, I mean, that, you know. Crazy, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to move on to, uh, to our next thing before we get into our main topics. So uh, something very interesting. Um, a study, a new study out of Indiana University reveals the reality that black police officers are more likely to be disciplined than white ones. Go figure. The study is titled The Race Discipline Gap, a cautionary note on archival measures of behavioral misconduct. The results of the study showed that despite there being no difference between the number of allegations made against black and white officers, black officers were more likely to have documented cases of misconduct. It is impossible to know whether these differences are due to racial bias versus some other unmeasured factors. However, it is noteworthy that the pattern of results is in line with what theories of racial bias would predict and with evidence of racial disparities in punishment and other settings the study reads. The study was conducted by six professors at Kelly School of Business at Indiana University. The professors collected archival data from police departments in Chicago, Los Angeles, and Philadelphia. They learned from the data that black officers in Chicago were 105% more likely to be disciplined than white officers. In Philadelphia, Mm. uh, the figure was 48%. Just as biased police against citizens has been very slow to change, so uh, very slow to change, um, it is likely that any, sorry, the thing loaded on me wrong. Uh, It is likely that any biases within police departments has also been slow to change, uh, reads the study. Uh, I'm going to have to stop reading here in just a second. Read this last one. Uh, study uh, authors then looked for a, a total number of allegations of misconduct. They found that black officers were disciplined 132% more than uh, white officers. The allegations of misconduct included lack of service, verbal abuse, and physical uh, assault. Okay, this is a long article. If you want to read this, go to yourblackworld.net. Um, so I'm going to relate this to another thing. Um and I'm going to get your opinion, Cinema, first. So in Minnesota, this is uh, to the NPR.org. Uh, this is an old thing, but they're talking about it recently. Uncle Ronald. And then, oh, God. I'm sorry. My phone is hooked up to the thing. <laughs> my phone is hooked up to the thing, so a call came in. Anyway, so uh, Muhammad Noor, okay? 
Muhammad Noor. Um, he he was a uh, um, a a a Somali man from Somali, mm-hmm. and and also mm-hmm. a, a Muslim brother. Um, I mean that's what the article was saying. I'm you know, uh, I I don't know if he's Muslim, but that's what the article was saying. Doesn't matter. Uh, he looked like one of us. Let's just say that he from Somali, but he looked like one of us. Okay. Um, there's mm-hmm. only now he's he was convicted. Um. Uh, let's see. Uh, this was back in um. Oh God, what year? Uh, um, twenty seventeen. Mm. Okay. Um. She uh uh oh God, I don't know how to say her name. Uh, uh Ju- Justine Ruziak Damond. I don't know. Mm. Uh. Um, she called the police to report a possible sexual assault in the alley behind her house when she walked up to the squad car in the dark to speak to police. Muhammad Noor shot her. He said he mistakenly thought he and his partner were in danger mm-hmm. and was immediately mm-hmm. remorseful. Ellison says the system worked for the Damone family. Well, yeah. Um, he was sentenced to 12 and wait. Wait, 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 wait. Twelve and a half years. Um, mm-hmm. the family uh paid a um twenty million um uh twenty million uh dollar um uh payout. Well, you know, that's what we're gonna call it. Settlement. Well not settlement, but just you know, you whatever they call that. You know what I mean. I'm I'm I'm, I'm all over the place. Uh but mm-hmm. this but the um the city gave them t- uh twenty million to the family. Uh, for yeah. Justine, uh, but she also got justice. So it's not just uh money, uh, that was involved, but there was justice there too. So, mm. and this is rare because a lot of times you don't see uh police officers going to jail for police brutality. Cinema, let me get your opinion. Well. We already know. We've covered this on the show a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the double standard when it comes, you know, basically yeah. since the beginning of this country before yeah. we were even, you know, with slavery and all those things right. and what the origin of the police actually is, right. we've been dealing with this. And, you know, people are trying to be in the system and do things. And so basically... He makes a misjudgment, and it's swift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little mm. kid, a little kid with a toy gun gets shot, and yeah. it's not a real gun. Speak on it. Still don't have any justice. Speak on wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Speak on hmm. it. You know, later in the show, we're going to talk about somebody who was laying in a bed, but we'll get to that when we do. Jesus. Mm. Um. Mm-hmm. But you know. It's not surprising. It may be disheartening to the people who don't know and right. don't understand. And it's like, no, we don't want to believe the worst about what we have here. Right. Yeah. In the situation and how things really are, you know, <laughs> you know, because, you know, people like to be able to sleep at night. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, 
you're quick to discipline. And then when you practice those types of disciplines, mm-hmm. it's it's seen and it's known, even though it's not spoken. Right. Right. So if you're an officer of color, mm-hmm. it's like everything. If mm-hmm. you're black, you're on a job. Mm-hmm. It's like I was on a job qualified with an audio degree mm-hmm. and somebody who didn't even have audio experience was, was still getting paid more than me getting to call the shots and they were messing up, you know, they were messing up mm-hmm. regularly. They have, to, they have to come to you for advice. <laughs> I didn't give, I said, give me your check. I see. I'm not one. I'm not one of those people. Oh, give we're me, a team. No. Check. If, if you're making this decision, give me the check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause, yeah. cause when they eventually got rid of that person and then I returned cause I left there because I wasn't working under that person. And when I returned and ran the department, it was more efficient. Mm-hmm. Now, above the head, when they see you prosper, here comes the sabotage. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so, you know, instead of, like, me kissing up like they felt I need, I just walked. Because, it, it, you know, it's not worth it to me. Yeah. It's really not worth it. And so you go to academy, you do all this stuff, you know, you've you've invested years into your career mm-hmm. and now you're stuck in a situation. Mm-hmm. And then when you make a mistake, you you get the book thrown at you. Mm-hmm. And when if your partner who's not a minority makes the same mistake, he'll be on desk duty and then back in about a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, let's, let's let's try less than a year or something. No, th- no, not if it's a media outcry. They can't put them right back. Mm. Oh. We're, we're less than a less than a week if mm. nobody gets wind of it. Mm. So, wow. you know, it's it is what it is. Yeah, and it's like I have a lot of friends in law enforcement that are good police, mm. but a, a lot of these situations we're dealing with. Or, you know, there's a lot of things I want to say, but not in this forum. <laughs> it's above my pay grade and I don't need visitors. I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, until there's some equity on any level, it's like everything you look at, there's no equity anywhere in right. anything. <laughs> anywhere so until you get that you're gonna it's gonna be a gross gross um comparison you know it's gonna be a gross difference in the comparison of how treatment discipline standards it's like my man okay you know they gotta celebrate that my man who stole hedge clippers got life for stealing hedge clippers oh they're gonna let him get parole really Uh, yeah Hmm? Mm. Yeah. Um, I won't say nothing, but I um. Exactly. As a joke, somebody man. was in high school, and he yeah. took the friend's book bag as a joke, and because he was black, oh, he stole it. But it's just something that's commonly done, you know. Right. But when it's a black person, it's different. 
Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Different right. strokes for different folks. It's always right. different for us. Yes. Yeah. And so that's what we're dealing with, with that, you know, he's fully, you know, it's an old case. He's fully disciplined. And then, yeah. you know, and, and it's like the data doesn't lie because these are people independent and the data is there. So it's not data they made up. This is data they were given. Right. So it's not a secret. Yeah, that's crazy. Zacchaeus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I always say I always say that it's different stroke for different folks when it comes to unfairness. When it comes to different um like you like you know you're one of the boys mm-hmm. in your in your job. Right. And then you can see when you do something wrong is World War Three. <laughs> All of a sudden now you're called into the office. Yeah. You're penal you're penalized, you're mm-hmm. you're 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 given two weeks or a week suspension. Mm-hmm. Or or if you're running late all the time, if you're running late all the time, oh, why are you running late? But Mr. So-and-so can walk, can just stroll into the office mm-hmm. like five minutes late mm-hmm. and it's the top on the, and it's the top on their shoulder. Okay, yeah, he was, he, he's coming in late. He's, it's okay. But if I come in late, it's a different story altogether. It's like, yeah. you know, different stroke for different folks, you know what I mean? It's like, um, you gotta be careful. We gotta cross our eyes and dot our T's all the time. Yeah. We can't be we can't be hanging out with 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 Timmy, and, and Timmy and Timmy's living reckless and driving reckless. And he and he's in our car, and, and and he's driving us. Oh no, because you're gonna get the slap on the wrist. Timmy will get the tap on his head. Or Timmy will, or Timmy will get the <laughs> cheeseburger. Oh Jesus! And you'll just, Dylan, exactly. Dylan Roof. Yeah, he'll get the cheese. Yep. Well, let's 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 get more deep into this. So it's like this being said, you know, and people say, "Hey, well, you know, um, black people will join the uh, join the force." Well, there's no place for you there. If this is the kind of stuff that's going to happen. Why would you even join a police force if you know that first of all you should first of all you shouldn't be doing anything wrong so that you don't have to get disciplined but the overall point is that they're making is that um there is no blue wall the well the blue wall don't include the black so if you're black because I remember during that Muhammad Noor stuff there was no blue wall there was no white officers getting behind him. I didn't see anybody. I didn't see Chick-fil-A uh, wearing back the blue shirts. I didn't see uh, anybody making any statements about back in the blue when he shot that woman. Did you? you did did y'all? You could see the tumbleweeds rolling behind him. Right. It was like the Sahara Desert. Right. See? <laughs> there was no blue wall for, for Muhammad Noah. But I tell you who there was a blue wall for. There was a blue wall for uh, Darren uh, Wilson, the one who shot um, Michael Brown. There was a, a blue wall for the uh, police officers that killed George Floyd. There was a blue wall 
for the police officers that killed Breonna Taylor. There was a blue wall for the police officers that killed Eleanor Bumpers. There was a blue wall for the police officers that killed Sean Bell. There was a blue wall for the police officers that killed Tamil Rice. Hello. But there was no blue wall for Muhammad Noah. Why? Zach Hughes, I'll let you answer that, and we'll get to our next uh, topic. You see, let me tell you something. Officers, as as police officers, especially police officers, black police officers, we don't have that type of cause. Cause, cause the quick thing, the first thing they say is when you're saying black lives matter. The first thing they say, well. We don't, once you're a black officer, we don't see, we don't see color. We see blue. If you, if you see blue, then the same privilege should come as a, as an officer and you don't see blue, then I should be getting the same privilege. There should be a blue wall for me. You know, Mm -hmm. don't, don't, don't throw me behind bars and treat me like a criminal. Yeah. All of a sudden because I shot. Uh, 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 a white female, or what? I, I shot, you know, rest her soul. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying. No, I get what you don't. mean. What you mean is, yeah. What you mean is, they they threw him in there without even finding out whether it was just whether it they, was, they did not do right. They no, no in serve further investigation. Right. All they see is a police officer, a black police officer. Shooting this lady and all of them, and she's a white woman, and all of a sudden now, it's like he's the criminal now behind he's behind, he's locked up. They didn't even think, but you let that if if the tables were turned, Brianna t- tables were turned. Brianna Taylor is gone. Yeah, and there was a blue wall for those officers. It's on tape. Yeah. It's on video, yeah. and we and, and we're gonna get choked out. Exactly, we could go. Yo, me, we we could go on and on, on and on, on and on, on and on. On and on, and that's a good segue into our next on topic. On and on and on. And let me just say, we're not justifying what happened to Justine. We're just saying that have that same energy with other police officers. I don't agree with the blue wall silence or the blue wall protection. I don't agree with that. But why is there blue walls for white cops? That's all I'm saying. All right. Um. Very, very, uh, very serious here. We get to hear Kenneth Walker's first-hand account of what happened the night Breonna Taylor uh, got killed. I to eat, went back in the house, playing Uno, watching a movie. Take us to that moment when your life really changed forever. It was a loud bang at the door. You know, nobody was responding when we were saying who is it you all did ask who is it several times several times both of us and there was no response you know the police say that they said several times it's the police if they knock on the door and say who it was we can we can hear them it's dead silent i know a million percent sure that nobody identified themselves so the next thing you hear the door flies off the hinges are you feeling afraid definitely afraid but I don't, I don't have much room to be afraid because I got somebody here that I got to take care of. So you hear the heavy knocking, and what do you do? So now at that point, we're getting up to put on clothes and make ourselves decent to answer the door. Then I grab my gun. We should also say you were licensed to carry the gun. For sure. That was the one time I had to use it. 
And if it was the police at the door and they just said we're the, we're the police, me or Brianna didn't have a reason at all not to open the door and see what they wanted. So the doors, the doors fly off the hinges. I, I let off one shot, and you know I'm figuring if somebody's trying to break in or something, they're not, they're not going to want to do anything after that. And after that, what happens? And I don't think I ever heard so many gunshots like all at the same time. I've never been to war, but I assume that's what war probably sounds like. One officer fired six shots, Officer Mattingly. Officer Cosgrove fired 16 shots. Officer Hankinson Jesus fired 10 Christ. shots. That is a lot of firepower. I still try yes. to make sense of it to this day. There's definitely, there's definitely nowhere to hide. There's bullets coming in every direction. When did you realize that mm. Brianna had been shot? I guess in the, in the middle of all the gunfire, like she screamed. But like I was holding her hand. You like, were holding her hand? Yeah, like while this was happening, I pulled her down to the ground. But you know, she was just scared, so she just didn't get down. So in the middle of all of this, you realize that she's been hit. Was she alive at the time? She, she was still, and when all the gunfire stopped, she was like bleeding and stuff, and I was holding her. You know, then that's when I called my mom. You called your mom first? Yeah, I told her that somebody just kicked in the door and shot Brianna, and she's, she's freaking out at this point, but she told me to call 911, so I did. 911, hey. Operator Harris, where is your emergency? I don't, I don't know what happened. Somebody kicked in the door and shot my girlfriend. While you're on the phone, you don't know it's the police. I didn't know it was the police, not at all. And I even proceeded to tell 911 that, you know, somebody just kicked in the door and shot my girlfriend. You know, I didn't. If I knew who it was, I would have said the police. Oh, I wouldn't have been calling the police on the police. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Where was she shot at? I don't know. She's on the grill right now. I don't know. Is she alert and able to talk to you? Uh, no, she's not. Breathe. God. And in the midst of me talking to 911, I'm like, well, Brianna's mama should know about this, too. I hung up on them, and I called her mom. The police didn't come rushing in? Not at all. I don't think I realized that it was the police until I was on the phone with Brianna's mom. I hear, like, people outside talking. I thought they was, you know, coming for help because I called 911. So you think yeah. they're coming to help you? Yes. So when I come outside, there's guns pointed at me. You know, I'm being threatened with dogs and whatever else. The officer asked me, was I hit by any bullets? I said, no. He said, that's unfortunate. So that threw me off too. So I'm like, let's stop it right there. There's more to that. Um, uh, about a good three more minutes. He said, <laughs> they asked him if he was shot, and the police officer said, no. He said, no. Police officer said, that's unfortunate. <sighs> that blue wall, man. That blue. That blue wall. Yeah. <laughs> That blue wall. Let me yeah. let me let me keep let me keep it playing. What's he mean by that? That's unfortunate. He said to you after mm -hmm. you've just lost your girlfriend and you don't know what is happening. What did you think when and you said that? I didn't know what to think, and I really wasn't worried about me. Only reason I'm even out here is because only way for her to get help in there is for me to be out here. We were scared. Walk. No, we didn't know who it was. Walk. 
We didn't even know who it was. And I was in the back of the car. I don't know. I got drugged all the way down the street. It was cold. It was wet. I didn't want any socks and shoes on gravel, rocks, and everything. And they were just dragging me like I had scabbing stuff on my feet from that. When they take you to the police station, still no socks and shoes. Still no socks and shoes. When we finally left the scene, we pulled over in like a random parking lot on Manslick, which is the street, like at the bottom of the hill down the street from Rihanna's apartment. And another uh, officer in an unmarked car, and he wasn't in uniform and stuff, and he came to my window. But his tone was way different than everybody else's who was just on the scene. How so? Different how? He told me that this was a, that this was a misunderstanding and we're going to get to the bottom of it and asking me did I need anything, did I need water and this and that. Hey, partner, what's, what's your name? Dennis Walker. Matt, uh, there was a little bit of miscommunication. I wanted to talk to you before they left. And then when I got to the police headquarters or whatever it was, they took the handcuffs off of me and everything. I was walking around. I went to the bathroom. Go ahead. Uh, when you get there, you can take the handcuffs off. So clearly, y'all know something's wrong, because you don't. You're allowed to move freely. Yeah. Once you, you don't allegedly there. shoot at a shoot a police officer, and they take hand, the handcuffs off you. Were you surprised to hear that mm -hmm. you were accused of shooting a police officer? I definitely was surprised, but I was more concerned about is he okay and is Brianna okay. At this point, I still didn't even know if she was alive or not. So when did officers tell you you were going to be charged with attempted murder? When did you hear that? Maybe like five or six in the morning that same night. What did you think? I was worried about if Brianna was okay or not. When were you finally told that Brianna didn't make it? I never really got told, like, directly. I saw it on the news. The That's next... how you heard Brianna Taylor died? On the news? Pretty much. And I was in the cell, and it was like on the news, and it said one, you know, female dead. It confirmed it. You know, I, I didn't know for sure what condition. You know, she was in when I left, so I didn't know what they did. But as these body cam videos and stuff come out, I see they did nothing. <laughs> Clearly, we see the SWAT team in there, and she was still in there. They're still like casing okay. the apartment with her laying right there on the ground. Apartment four is now a crime scene. Let's go ahead and move out. All right. She's done. They said, all right, she's done. Let's move out. 40-something uh, seconds left, and then we need to unpack this. Do you think if you would not survive this incident that we would be hearing the story that we're hearing today? If you had not survived it? Definitely not. There wouldn't, there wouldn't be a story. You, you probably wouldn't even know about it. If I didn't live, you probably wouldn't even know about Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor or Kenny Walker. Or Kenny Walker. Mm -hmm. I don't want everybody to know about Kenny Walker. As long as everybody knows Breonna Taylor. And what do you want us to know about Breonna Taylor? Just she would have did anything for anybody. She took care of a lot of people. There's a lot of people that need her bad right now. Including me. Cinema. Yeah. What's your take on this? Hmm. I I've seen this in Park Hill. Yeah. I've seen well, I've seen this in West Brighton where I live. These are places I grew up in Staten Island, New York, y'all. Right. That's local news. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> yeah, thanks for telling that. 
So yeah. I'm yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. this that's not even the South. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This exactly. is New York City, one of the five boroughs of New York City. Exactly. And I've seen things like this and we've had stories like this, you yeah. know. White people, when Park Hill was new, before Wu-Tang anything, when Park Hill was first built in the 70s, this is why my family moved out of Park Hill and moved to West Brighton. White people came because black people really didn't live on Staten Island yet in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And the cops came. There was a thing between the people in the neighborhood who were black minorities and these white people. And the cops came. And they pointed the guns at the residents. Wow. And that's on Staten Island in the 70s. We were out of Park Hill on the somewhere, but you still, you know, we learn, we have to learn, we have to teach our kids how, you know, how to conduct ourselves because we can't live normal lives. You have to teach your kids how to interact with the police and hope nothing happens. Yes. Number one. The fact, the rudeness. I remember something happened. My tire was flat. How many tickets do you have on your license? I had none. The guy gave me a guy had to give me a ticket. I was in front. Where do you live? That's when I lived on Grandview. Um, in fact, I live right here. It's right here on my license. Where do you live? Right here. This is where I am. Um, a cop, I was working in childcare, and a cop gave me what disorderly conduct from having a noisy muffler, and that's when they were trying to give every black person in New York three strikes. So, with all that, I said all that, so you understand what I'm saying when I get to this in this particular situation, because there's a lot of pent up crap I've had to deal with yeah, personally mm-hmm. and seeing friends of mine treated like this. Even in audio school, when we are in audio school, outside the audio school, the police used to harass us. This is just normal. And this is bull crap. He's licensed with a gun. He's charged for murder. He's not even told that she's dead. He found out on the news. Number two, you heard what the SWAT guy said with your own ears. You heard what the cop said. You heard what the cop told him. You heard the stuff off a body cam. Everything that happens corroborates his story. Oh, and also today, because we're recording, what's the 20th today? Yeah. Today, before we went to air, the judge ruled that the jury would talk. And the members of the grand jury broke their silence today. And they said they weren't even given a chance to indict any officer for homicide. Yeah. Speak on it. That's on your, that's on your Yahoo page today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw a glimpse of that. I didn't get a chance to read it, but I did yeah. see that. But, but basically, they never planned on giving Breonna Taylor justice because they don't give us justice. Yeah. Nah, that's real. That's they, real. They don't give us justice. That's real. You want to you want to treat somebody like an animal, and then when somebody 
you know, what happens when you put an animal in the corner? They're going to do whatever they need to do to survive. Yes. And mm-hmm. then and then you're going to try to blame that animal? You cornered somebody. You just come up into somebody's house, the wrong house, the guy's already in custody. Things we talked about before. And this is how you do it. And it was a major mess up. You don't announce yourselves. 10 bullets, 16 bullets. Yeah. Six bullets. Yeah. Abner Luina stuff. Yeah. I'm going to do Diallo. It's a, yeah. Uh, Diallo. Right. Sean um, Bell. The, that, yeah, that type, yeah. That type of shooting, that many shots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was 41 shots. Right. For a guy pulling out his keys. Yeah. Wallet. And the all, other guy yeah. was another situation. Who yeah. I named, yeah. We 60. won't even go there. Yeah. 60 shots. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he was 60 shot. That's why he mm-hmm. came first. Then you got 4160. Yeah. Why is are this many bullets discharged? Yeah, that means you're reloading. And 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 and, right. and and let's also do this. They didn't even check her body and give her aid. They said, "Let's move out. All right, she's done." That's this is obviously an execution. Yeah. This is an execution. And these cops have military grade stuff. And everyone's like, you defund the police. They won't show up. It's a lie. Defund, you defund education. What does that do? That takes materials and necessary things away. They have less fun to do their job. They still have to do their job. There's just less funds. So why don't you know? We haven't had nothing on our soil since nine eleven, have we? Mm. We've had some stuff, but then we've had the FBI and stuff. Why does every cop have to have access to that? Why don't we have tactical teams that are specially called for that in each police force? Then you take away, then you take away them having certain things that are ridiculous that shouldn't be even be used around civilians. Cause the whole thing is my man, my man got charged because a bullet went not for a bullet, not one of those. Okay. Six. Oh my gosh. Yeah. For not any of those bullets yeah. that were shot in the place Yeah. for two bullets that went next door. Yeah. Speak on it. Cause that's the only thing that happened. Two bullets. Yeah, yeah. In one shot, six, one shot, 10, and one shot, 16. 16. Yeah. And -hmm. you're going to charge them for two strays. Right. That went into a neighbor's house. If I I was a cop, me being black, Mm -hmm. and I shot six bullets Mm -hmm. toward a white person. Mm -hmm. They would have given you 60 years. I might even get death penalty. (laughs) Yeah. But she's done. Yeah. Let's get out of Let's here. Move out. No aid, no nothing. Yeah. <sighs> and you want to know why people are mad. You want to know why people are upset. Yeah. Because this happened, this type of, what's his name? This type of bleep happens every day. <laughs> it does. It happens every day. 
what are you supposed to do? You know? Right. Exactly. Why does our our music reflect that? Because that's what happens to us. And you like it, you glorify it and all that, but you don't got to go home to it. Yeah. Like Pac said, Mm -hmm. we live next door to the criminal. We don't want the criminal, but you're treating us just like those criminals. Mm -hmm. And we fighting them too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly. just straight book. Yeah, I'm done. Zach Hughes. I'm done for now. Right. We'll, no, we got more. Later. Zach Hughes, go ahead, my man. <laughs> yeah, man, we gotta be. What's your reaction to this to this interview and everything that he said? Because <sighs> uh, that's what I really want to get to. What's your reaction? So, so he had the interview with Gail. Yes. I, 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 Wrong wrong person Because I didn't want him to interview with Gail But I'm just glad he got a chance to tell his side But this is This is what what This is what the guy explained you know He was like this Yeah. He said um Now one point he made During this interview and I want to just Bring this up real quickly One point he made he said um Why would he The question is why He even said he even asked this question Why would he call the, if you knew it was police you think he would have called the police when they were shooting when they were bring, um, break, breaking down his door to get to them and shooting and breaking up well actually breaking on the door he called the, the first thing he did is one of the first things he did he got up and he was trying to and he was telling Brianna to stay down think somebody's breaking in he called the police he, if he if he wouldn't have called the police if he known it was a police he has a good, strong point there, you know. Mm-hmm. But I can, as you can see, that the the, the office, whoever was the officers, they, what they did was they tried to. They had no witness because other other residents and witnesses witness stated that they had that they, they didn't hear the officers mention any name and they didn't, they didn't, they didn't hear the officers announce themselves. Now. From what I understand, they, they said they had one witness, but I don't know if that was part of the, because, you know, it's always a controlled story. It's never a, a, a story made up just to cover themselves. It's never really a, a, the, the, the true truth. And I'm glad he's lived, survived to tell his part of the story because if he was gone, it, it would have been a close case. That's what I gotta say about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um just sitting in bed, man. Oh, come on, man. You, you know, yeah. we've been we've been uh let me tell you something. I know some people are like, dang man, you play an interview for a minute. Um the interview was longer than that, but I just played that. Um this is this is the people's news, man. Okay, so we're going to play. We're going to make sure we report all of it. You know what I'm saying? But I want to say, I think people have to recognize this second half of this season. We've talked a lot about Breonna Taylor. Mm -hmm. A lot. And I I want people to understand that there was a sense of care uh, for her her death um, that we took heed to to talk about whatever we need to with her. We made sure that we supported um, in any capacity that we can to speak about what happened to her because she's not here anymore. 
Uh, so I just want people to understand that we definitely dedicated this. I would say this whole second half, if anybody has listened to the past, uh, out of the, out of the last 10 episodes, um, we've made sure that we really uncovered anything we heard about, uh, Breonna Taylor's situation, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, this is, this is why we had to do this tonight. Um, but we do have to move on, um, because we have our last subject of the day. Ice Cube. So he has a, what we call a contract uh, uh, for black America. It is like a, a some type. It was like a I would say like a type of um, um, legislation point plan or whatever um, th- that you would call it in terms of what um, the Congress or the president would have to adhere to in terms of a black agenda, his idea and him working with other people, uh, other experts as well to add to this thing so that we can get the things that we need, uh, for black folks in America. Um, so, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, play an interview here with Chris Cuomo. Uh, because I think it's very important because he's been accused. He's been accused of being a Trump Mm. supporter. He hasn't supported any candidate. And this is all he wanted to get clear. So here is Ice Cube on prime time. Thank you for taking the opportunity, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, uh, Chris. Uh, your lead-ins are a little misleading. How so? Um, well, the platinum plan is not my plan. I came up with the contract with Black America, um, and I didn't run to go work with any campaign. Both campaigns contacted me. Both campaigns wanted to talk to me about the contract with Black America. One campaign said, we love what you have, but let's really dig into it after the election. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me go back. Let me go back. And one campaign said, we love what you have. Uh, Do you mind talking to us about it? And that's what I did. So I didn't run to nobody, and uh, so that was real misleading to me. Um, well, I didn't say you ran you know, to anybody. I said that you had taken a pivot. Well, you, you you said I ran over to the Trump team instead of the Biden team. That's just not true. Uh, well, but you are working with me. the Trump team instead of the Biden team, and people are giving you heat for it. What do you say to them? Well, I'm willing to work with both teams, but I'm just working with whoever is willing to work with me. So the Trump campaign came to me and asked me to explain to them some of the uh, contract with Black America. That's what I did. I'm not playing no more of these games, these political games. We're not part of a team. We have very broad problems, especially the wealth gap in this country when it comes to Black Americans. So I'm going to whoever's in power, and I'm going to speak to them about our problems specifically. I'm not going there talking about minorities. I'm not going there talking about people of color or diversity or none of that stuff. I'm going there for black Americans, the ones who are the descendants of slaves. And that's what I'm going to talk to anybody who's in power with that. So if anybody got a problem with that, it seems like a personal problem. Well, here's the problem, and it is very personable, personal, as you know, for a lot of people of color, because they'll say, well, why would you pick Trump when he says there's no such thing as systemic inequality? Say He's again? not picking nobody. He's the president. 
But why do you think he'd want to do something for the community when he says there's no such thing as systemic inequality? I don't know what he want to do. I just know what the man said. I know what he said to the country. Uh, I've never met Donald Trump. Um, And uh, so I don't know what he's going to do. I just know what he said he was going to do. So both of them have a plan. Both of them say they're going to do something. Um, And who knows what's really going to happen after November 3rd. Nobody knows from each side. We're all hoping that candidates keep their campaign promises. So that's just it. So let's look at it this way. I think that you're right to be skeptical. Let's start with the Democrats, because even though there is a traditional connection between uh, black voters and the Democrats, you could also say you've been let down or forgotten uh, by Democrats in a lot of situations that would have mattered. Uh, then you say, all right, so then I'll, what's one side, what makes one side better than the other? That's where you get in trouble, uh, which is, do you really think that Donald Trump can be trusted as much as you could trust Joe Biden? Uh, I don't think I, I, I'm not trusting any of them. I'm just going by action. That's all I'm going by. I'm not going by words, I'm not going by rhetoric, rhetoric, not going by media spin, not going by none of that. You know, I'm not uh, I'm not on nobody's team. I'm right. not on team blue, not on team red. So then I have an independent that person. Hold so- on. I'm an independent person. And I believe that's what black people need to do is become independent. And we need to get something for our vote. You know, that may not happen, but it's it's going to happen. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Uh, nothing changes if nothing changes. I, I Look, if I had brought you here to fight with you, you, you would have known it. What I'm saying is I think I did get it wrong, and I want to make sure I get it right. So saying you're working with the Trump team is wrong. What you did was when they asked to talk to you about it, you said yes. If Biden had asked to talk to you about it now, you would have gone to them the same way. It's not about you choosing anything. It's you working with everybody who's got a chance of doing anything. I'm working with whoever's in power. Yeah, I'll work with both. Whoever's in power, I'm going to work with. So whoever wins, they'll they'll, uh, hear from me. Okay, so I'm glad you came to clear it up. So Ice Cube is not with the Trump campaign. He's just given his ideas, and anybody who wants to do something with him, fine. Do you believe they are doing anything with your ideas? Uh, I believe, you know, they they looked at the contract with Black America, and they updated their... um, plan but it's their plan now i have my plan my plan is broad it goes beyond the, the public sector it goes into the private sector uh, banks um you know even uh the movie industry so we got to deal with a lot of different um i think uh companies corporations and even government when it comes to solving this problem i believe it's a it's a nine a uh, bipartisan problem. Uh, I believe it's a bipartisan problem when it comes to the issues, when it comes to uh, blacks in America and what's going on. It's not a Democrat problem. It's not for them to solve. It's not for the Republicans to solve. It's for both of them to solve. Um, they do it when it comes to debt ceiling. They do it when it comes to getting us in wars. They seem to come together when it's something that really affects America. And I don't think nothing affects America more than the situation that black Americans find ourselves in. This country is coming apart at the seams, and it's not going to come together after January 3rd, no matter who's the president, unless we deal with this wealth gap. You have the economics 
uh, all of it extends uh, from poverty, which is an extension of opportunity, uh, which is an extension of a system that doesn't give equal opportunity, and you see it everywhere. Hiring, education, finance, uh, all of it. So acutely, we've been looking at uh, what happens when policing goes wrong in communities. It doesn't give you concern that the president has handled police violence the way he has in terms of his commitment to work on any of the issues that you think are important? We've been dealing with police violence in this country from day one. So police violence is just part of our life here. So, you know, the thing is this, once we get some capital, we'll be treated better. This is a capitalistic society. True. And if you ain't got no money, you see how people get treated on the streets when they ain't got no money. Not just money, you know, wealth. The, wealth. You got to be able to build up wealth. wealth within the community. Yeah, you know, to put it in uh, greater terms. But, you know, at the bottom line is, you know, uh, dollars bring dignity. And mm -hmm. so uh, everybody in America knows that. When you got a little more money, they treat you a little better. So we need to close this wealth gap. Um, you know, you got people, you know, making a families making one hundred twenty thousand dollars or worth one hundred twenty thousand dollars. And you got black families worth two hundred dollars. That this is just it's uh, it's just an enormous wealth gap that keeps growing. It's not getting smaller uh, due to, you know, do the research and you'll see this is the problem in America. Um, it's because black people have no capital. We own half of a point when it comes to all the wealth in America, half of a point, 13.5% people living off half of a point. We cannot survive in America another 100 years living like this. The issue is real. The problem is properly identified. They do have access, of capital, access to capital of about $500 billion, but it doesn't say that it would be earmarked within the Trump plan for communities of color. Uh, but we'll see what you can get done, and I make you this promise. Uh, not just because I'm a fan, but the issue matters. As you learn and as you see action and reaction or inaction, you have a place on this show to discuss it. That's a guarantee. I appreciate it, Chris. Yeah, I'll be back to discuss and let you know what I know, what I find out. But I'm going to give it to you straight up. It's the only I'm way I take inside. it. It doesn't go well any other way on this show. Ice Cube, I wish right. you the best. Stay healthy. Be well. All right. Um, that was that was. Uh, let me let me let me say this. Um, I'm glad that he got a chance to uh, to talk to somebody about this. I wish he would have had an interview with somebody in black media clarifying his things first. Uh, maybe he did, but we just didn't see it. Um, but I'm actually glad uh, that he got a chance to clear this up on a uh, on a uh, grand scale, because I, I saw a lot of people on Facebook and Instagram calling Ice Cube a coon. That's not a coon. He didn't what? coon. Yeah, well, because they're reading, because they're not listening to him, they're reading headlines written by people who don't mean him any respect. Right, right. And number one, yeah. if you want to know the plan for black America, mm -hmm. he's been talking about it on his Instagram the whole year. Thank you. <laughs> so these are people who don't live, they don't, they're know, not going to Y'all know I'm a Cube fan. Y'all know I'm following him everywhere on social media you you know you already know, yeah, right? they, know. Yeah, they're right. not exactly. they're not going to him i saw an old interview with him months ago about this this is nothing new right. him he's talked he he's talked to um 
this has been going on for years with him, even even before Big Three. Big Three is part of that. Right. 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 This has been his plan. If you listen to his records, mm-hmm. like his deep cuts, right. He even had a song called Us to the Black Community on the um on, on death certificate. Talking about what we need to do. He always deals with us. Right, He's been doing right. that since he was rapping. He was a kid. Well, yeah. Not, yeah. Well, but you right. know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, it's like, yeah, but this, this is the but let's oh. let's also do this real quick to kind of help what you're saying. Right. Okay, we know his ideology. That's very right. old. But we're talking about the particular plan that he wrote up. What I'm what, I know uh, what, what what the problem is is that the reason why he's catching heat is because of the history that you know and I know about him. They're trying to call Ice Cube a hypocrite because of what we've always heard from him and his influence from public enemy. And instead of listening to what he's still saying, because this is what people are doing, they've listened to Cube in ninety in 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 eighty nine, ninety one, ninety two, ninety three, ninety four, ninety five, Players Club era, uh, uh, Friday era, Players Cup, Players Club era, or we dig it era, and then they stop listening to him, and then right. they peak, and then That's they true. and then they peek their head up today and say, "Oh my God, what happened to Cube?" Right, that's right, that's right, the problem right. I have, is that you're not paying attention to Cube today. So then you think that's what he's doing, but that man is not doing that. And I'm glad he made what he made clear. He said, first of all, ain't nobody for us. Exactly. Well, he's been saying that for three years. Thank you. And but still the, saying that. The whole thing. That's and, and that's the whole thing. Right. This isn't new with him. Right. This right. is you getting exposed. But the whole thing is. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem is you're getting your information not from the source. Right. You're getting your information from media outlets that have spin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you think. Mm-hmm. Every media outlet, every news outlet has spin. Absolutely. Because it's mm-hmm. about getting you to watch. So the more controversial, the more outrageous, the more hits, the more comments, the more monetary gain you make. For hits. Sensationalism. That's the game now. Yeah. So you need facts. If you're going to come for Cube, you better have facts. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. the whole thing is, he, he, he ain't out here telling nobody to do nothing. He's saying what he's saying, and he's saying what he believes. Yeah. And, 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 and what it is is, because you have cancel culture, when it's not popular, they want to cancel you because it's not in what the mainstream's saying. But where's freedom of speech when it's for a black man? Remember, there goes that double standard we talked about earlier in the program. Oh, and listen, and and also mm-hmm. to help this, I'm glad he said at the top of the interview. Well, one campaign said, "We'll talk to you later." And the other campaign said, let's talk now. You can't blame Ice Cube for that, people. Right. Right, exactly. The reason why people are mad is because they really want to be mad at Joe Biden's people. These are Biden supporters who are calling Ice Cube a coon. Hmm. Wait. 
Hmm. How was how was Ice Cube the coon when he's the one who said <laughs> that they didn't want to talk to him now? They want they they said let's talk later. That sounds like you not being treated. Your issues and agendas not being treated as a priority, and that's always been the situations with all politicians. Day one. Wait, wait. See, the thing is, is that um, as soon they did it to Steve Harvey too. As yep. soon as um, a, a, a celebrity of a black celebrity meet with Trump, automatically he's automatically a coon. Uh, his situation you know, is slightly different though, but keep going. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's like they're trying to, it's you know you can't just jump on. You know, I mean. Sometimes you gotta look at, you gotta listen, and you gotta under, you gotta look at, like look for Ice Cube for example. Mm-hmm. You know, I know, I know when Ice Cube was, Ice Cube, I knew Ice Cube was not for Joe Biden or Trump. I knew automatically he was gonna just, he was gonna say, you know what, whatever is to fit our agenda, that's what I'm gonna work with. I know he was gonna do that I, before we, even before this happened. Let me say real quick. Ice, let me say real quick. Yeah. I don't mean to cut you off. Ice Cube has always been the West Coast public enemy. The I'll just say the West Coast Chuck D, right, Cinema? And who produced his first album when he went solo? Them public enemy. Thank you. He Ice Cube has always been what we would call the West, the West. Coast version of Chuck D. So. We mm-hmm. all he's never publicly supported any candidate through my lifetime that I know of. Exactly. Exactly. I, I'll never have dinner with the president. Yeah. And if I see your A again, I'll be hesitant. He even called out Easy E for go sit with Bud. <laughs> oh, no Vaseline. Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. But, this, Let me but this is what I'm Vaseline. saying. Oh, I'm sorry, Cinema. Let me let Zacchaeus finish his point. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, bad. Zacchaeus. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. I just got excited when you said gasoline. Classic, classic <laughs> tune. Classic. Anyway, yeah. But, um... Yeah. But but like, I was about to say, man, um... Cube has always been a, always been conscious and an activist for our agenda. Mm-hmm. Always spoke out vocally mm-hmm. against injustice. Listen to his music. Yeah. And a lot of people... See, a lot of people... You know, they just jump on the bandwagon and say, oh, he's a cool, he's a cool, because you're running with Joe Biden's party. They say he's a cool, he's a cool, he's a cool, because he's, because he's all, because automatically, because what they want to hear, this is what they want to hear. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in, they want to hear Ice Cube say he's endorsing Joe Biden. That's what they really want to hear. It's not going to have it no. happen. Same, same way. This year he dropped a song yeah. called Arrest the President. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's, what, that's what they want to hear. But you see a lot. I see a lot of the people don't listen to his music. Of course a lot, not. A lot of but do you want to come? Uh, you want to come and say something? Well, you see, the thing is, is that they listen to. They just some some have seen the movies and think that they, you know they don't know him be, be beyond the movies. Mm. You know they see they see him on um, next Friday. Friday after next, but they don't know. They, they all, that's, that's that's where it starts for some people. That's where it starts for them. Mm. Same way, like the young people, they don't know that that Queen Latifah was an MC before she be, be began movies, doing movies. You know, <laughs> <What>? so 
yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it's like, like hey, what I see. What's the detective from SVU doing <laughs> rapping? Exactly. Yo, why is Detective exactly. Tutorola uh, rapping colors, colors, exactly. colors, colors? Exactly. <laughs> I exactly. am a night male hawk. Exactly. Yo. Yo, man. Yo, fact, yo. But but that's to your that exactly what we're saying mm-hmm. it's like you right. don't have enough info on these people and like if you knew anything about their background mm-hmm. how foolish it sounds because i ripped the picture and i was gonna send it to y'all they put ice cube's face on trump and i'm like mm-hmm. really yeah, exactly they, they have no i they, they just running with the bandwagon but that's what but I, I yeah they just mm-hmm. running yeah but and Zach, oh, while we're here i'm <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get myself together because that color thing took me out. <laughs> wouldn't you? You know, wouldn't you say that's part of the problem? Even with people not being educated on who they're voting for, because yeah, instead yeah. of getting the facts, seeing what they voted for in the past, who they've supported, who's funding the campaign, what companies are behind those campaigns. Mm. Right, and right. real Come on information, Come on and now. so mm-hmm. say that again. No, I was just saying. Come on now, you know, just right. You know, exactly. Yeah, that exactly. that's the that's the problem. You know, that's that's why when we talked about the commercial and dumbing down of hip hop, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you got Public Enemy, Black Thought. You have even Stevie Wonder putting out conscious music again. Mm-hmm. And this is what we need because we've lost this as a community as we lost our way to Percocets, mm-hmm. you know. Hello. And so, oh, we, you know, it's time to educate yourself again and get back to what we did. You know, Karis One was a teacher. Oh, yes. To educate you. Ice Cube was to educate you. Yes. You know, when he left NWA, he left the gangster stuff and he was more you know he has a whole album about you know the la riots and stuff mm-hmm. you know <laughs> predator and all those things mm-hmm. and it's like go to the source and find out what he says mm-hmm. and, okay i can understand if you don't agree with him that's right, one thing right. but here the label something he's not right. that you know <laughs> that's a criminal offense yeah <laughs> yes. defamation man mm-hmm. Defamation. Hear the brother out. He not. Yeah. He not. Yeah. Well, okay. He's not saying anything different that we have said on this podcast, man. For, 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 yeah. Since we've started the podcast, whether it be on Mrs. Z and Fifth Order Round Circle, we've been saying that that we're, we're not affiliated with any political parties like that. It's about no. uh, the agenda. If if this party says we <laughs> let's let go let's go to the third parties, right? I haven't heard this, but say if the Libertarian or the uh, Green Party or any other other political party said, hey, you tired of uh, Democrats and Republicans all in your votes? Come to uh, so-and-so party. You know what I'm saying? Suge Knight. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know? I, I quote, even I said, I don't have a party for certain issues on this program. Right. He said it, he said, right. he said it should be bipartisan. Meaning, 
All, all people should be, be working together. It's not just a Democrat issue or a Republican issue. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, and then, you know, he said on another interview um, with Tone Talks um, where he said, here's a guy who's been a, a, a politician for four years, and then another guy, he's been a politician for over, you know, 30 years, whatever, how long uh, Biden been in Congress and then, you know, vice president with Obama. And he said he he was in Obama's administration as vice president for eight years and didn't do nothing and sat by. So what makes you think he going to do something now? That's what Ice Cube said. This man ain't saying it. nothing and but the truth, man. Triggered. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, you know, some people are going to probably call us Trump supporters. Because we ain't rock. Police! (laughs) (laughs) Anybody from New York ain't. (laughs) You see see even how the governor of New York treats that dude. (laughs) Anybody from New York City or New York like that from that time, Mm -hmm. our time? Mm -hmm. Police! What's that, Roger Rabbit? Mm -hmm. Please, Eddie! (laughs) We're We're probably gonna be accused of being Trump supporters because we're talking about Biden's dirt, too. Now we we went in on Trump from day one. If anybody is familiar with Mrs. Mrs. Ian Fifth, the name of the first episode is called President yep. Asian President Orange. Asian Orange. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Two thousand seventeen. First episode. We we we, we banged. Asian that was Orange. even before this show even. Thank aired. you. It was even a- Boy. Thank you. We, then, we, then the round circle came. Exactly. The first media out of any of us was our last, our last episode was titled COVID forty five. Exactly. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Exactly. Okay. We bang on them too, but we bang on everybody yeah. that means us harm, man. We're not playing mm-hmm. around, man. If you're not gonna we, listen, to we us, are equal opportunity bangers. You, if you coming for us, you getting banged on. Thank you, hey, thank you. And 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 let's make this pu- uh, publicly clear. If you are against, or don't speak against those who practice uh, violating the violating the civil rights of black citizens, you will have a problem with us. I don't care who who you rep. You will have to answer for that. Oh, yeah. Zacchaeus, you got something to say. I'm sorry. And we're going to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. real quickly. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, the thing is, is that we, we, listen, we're all for the cause and the rights for our people. Mm -hmm. For for civil rights, for human rights. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, yep. you're gonna yeah. If, if you're against us, you're gonna get banged on. That's all, that's, that's all I got. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, real quick. Yeah. C- Cinema. Any uh, closing uh, statements? Get your facts straight. Get out there. Get educated. If you want, if you want to vote Democrat or Republican, that's your business. I don't care. Right. But when you, if if your party and your people up here. Letting stuff like the Brianna Taylor stuff and all that, you know, we go we go in on that stuff constantly. Yeah. yeah. And so if they're quiet about that, <laughs> you may get your feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Right. 
Right. Hmm. Right. That's what I'm talking about, man. This was the season finale. Any shout-outs y'all want to give the audience? Uh, Zacchaeus, you go first. Any shout-outs you want to give the audience yeah. for listening? Yeah. Um. Quick, 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 brief, quick shout-out to my brethren, my friend brethren, um, Kareem Page, for tuning in. Also, um, from Matt Morgan, brother that, that, that enjoyed the show, for tuning in. Also... A few, I got a few others that enjoy. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. That that enjoy watching the show. That look forward to the show. My brother Ray, that's like he tunes into the show. He likes the show. Um, also, um, who, who, who else? Who else share the show that says, "Oh, where's another episode?" Always likes the episodes I share to them. Um, for those who for those who forgot, I'm sorry, but um, there's a lot of people that enjoy the episodes that said, "Listen." When y'all coming on, I look forward to seeing our show. So mm. we have more coming soon too. Look forward to it. So yeah, that thanks that, for listening, y'all. For real, that is beautiful, man. And uh, we will be elevating the podcast uh, to video very, very soon when the season comes back. Um, that's a must. Um, there's been some technical difficulties that have prevented that, but you know it's coming. It's coming. Um, yeah. Uh, cinema. Any shout outs you want to give to the listeners? Uh, anything you want to say special to the audience who stuck stuck with us? Uh, yeah, this, we yeah. we really appreciate you, man. Yeah, we really appreciate you. for this, Mr. Z and Fifth. Yep. And then soon I'll be starting one too. Yeah, so we'll promote for that, when definitely. Mr. Z and Fifth is going at. It'll be. It's oh gonna, yeah, it's going to be called Live Cinema. Um, the page Ooh. is set up, but That's I'm still up. prepping. Okay. That's what's yeah. up. And also check out. The um, what's the Instagram page? Oh, I'm that- sorry. Um, go go to wow, almost forgot. Uh, for those who want to connect with the round circle specifically, um, go to at TRC Pod. That's uh, on Instagram. TRC Pod. That's TRC POD. POD stands for podcast. TRC stands for the round circle. Uh, yep. on Instagram, yeah. follow yep. us. Follow us. Yes. Yep. So we have a. Page and we will keep you engaged. And when we come back, definitely we coming back even stronger. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. And we'll also and we'll also be having content for you. Also, Mister Z and Fifth's coming back. Too. Exactly. Oh yeah, we coming. Back. Yeah, yeah. We have more. We have more content uh, uh, to come. Um, you know, we'll definitely have that content. Uh, we definitely need to uh, push that. Um, announcements will be coming just pay attention to our uh to our uh, social medias uh there are things that are in the works and yes. uh I, I can't wait until they actually launch i want to yep. give so i want to give my um my respects to all the people who listen to us on audio mac uh, yeah. for the people who listen to us on itunes i see that listenership mm-hmm. is growing um yes spotify uh, most recently, mm. uh, Amazon Alexa, Amazon Music. Um, nice. I've been noticing an uptick on those. Uh, so I want to give a shout out to our faithful listeners. And yes, video is coming. Video is coming. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know a lot of yeah. people have been wondering, but video is coming. So uh, we definitely appreciate that. Um, Cinema uh, will be. Uh, a guest from time to time on our show, as always, on Mrs. Z and Fifth when that comes back. Yes, um, yes. Mrs. Z and Fifth will launch sometime at the end of this year. We need some time to plan. 
and prep for, uh, mm-hmm. for what we want to do uh, this season. Uh, <clears throat> and, you know, so we're going to definitely, um, we might do some things a little different um, coming up um, since Cinema is having his podcast. Um, uh, so, and we'll be featured on each other's work. Um, so yep. that, that mm-hmm. you know. Most you, definitely. Right. So you're, so, so you're always going to hear us. We, we, this is how we like to view our, uh, the round circle. The round circle is basically our Voltron. This is where we all come together. And yes. the reason why Mrs. Z and Fifth, um, for the audience, because cinema knows, Mrs. Z and Fifth was a show that was was a um a continuation of a show called The First Amendment Show back in the Light Zone Radio oh. Days. Yeah. So yes. so so it, it was never about not having cinema. Cinema was always by. Um, but I just wanted people to understand that Mrs. Ian Fifth is a rebirth of an old radio, internet radio show from 2008. Right, so, the original show. Right. That, First yeah. Amendment show. Exactly. Amendment exactly. Show. Yeah. So that's why that got launched before TRC. But TRC is our creation together. So that will right. always continue. All right. So um, um, we're going to get up out of here. The Round Circle will return next year of 2021. Uh, mm. bigger, better, and bolder. Oh, and yes. um, we're going to sign off. Uh, we're going to say peace and God bless. And we'll see you when we see you. Oh, wait, hold on. Let's not forget our uh, social medias. <laughs> Zacchaeus, you go yes. first. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yes. Y'all can hit me up at ZacchaeusB73 on Instagram, also on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Wayne Zacchaeus back is on Facebook. Yeah. Also, on Twitter, can't forget Twitter. Yeah, Wayne Backus Two mm-hmm. at Wayne Backus Two on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, hit me up, y'all. Definitely, uh, Cinema. Um, you can hit me up at um Cinemascapes Music on Facebook. Um, Cinemascapes and Cinemascapes Music on um Instagram. Cinemascapes on Twitter, and you know. You hit those, you can hit everything that I hit because they're all connected. <laughs> okay. All right. Y'all can get at me at the round. Uh, ooh, almost said the other one. Uh, at the Fifth General, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter at the Fifth General. Uh, don't forget the round circle page at TRC Pod on Instagram. All right. All right. So this is the Fifth General, Zach Kiss and Cinema Escape signing off. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.